The incredible has happened. The impossible has become a reality. Coke actually tastes better than ever before. Yes, Coke has a new taste. And I'm standing here with this ice-cold, thirst-quenching, deliciously satisfying Coca-Cola, and it actually tastes better. Now, you know me, I always loved Coke for years and years. I like this Coke better. The new taste of Coca-Cola, better than ever before. Now, more than ever, Coke is... Now, you know me, I, I always loved Coke for years and 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 years Welcome to Geek Fights, the Ponzi scheme of podcasting. I'm Damon Shaw. With me, as always, is Mr. Mike Ortiz. Mike, what are we fighting about tonight? Well, tonight we, uh, we're doing things a little different. We're going back to an old style of geek fighting, an old-fashioned versus episode. This time, it is old versus new. So, who are joining us tonight? Oh, you know, I never wrote down an order, so... Let's do it this way. We've got Mr. John, world champion. <laughs> How are you doing, everybody? Good to be here. Uh, Paul Kowalski. Hey, everybody. Good to be here as well. And Dominic Williams. Can I unmute my phone now? Yeah. yeah that was, that's fine. <laughs> so how do verses work, Mike? Well, uh, like I said, this is a little bit different. Uh, we don't have brackets this time, but we do have uh, a bunch of uh, different old and new things. Basically, uh, we'll take an old version of something versus a new version of something. Uh, but like always, we will each vote and use our geek logic, and uh, whoever, uh, whichever gets the most votes will win. It doesn't move on through brackets, but at the end, we're going to tally up. See whether the old things have more votes than the new things, and uh, whichever one has the most votes will win. Uh, but all the old rules of geek logic still apply here, except don't use the the form B corollary because then old just sweeps. You know that that that's not going to work here. But uh, any any geek logic you want, um, well constructed, you know, make it up as you go. Whatever. Uh, just keep in mind that uh, well-constructed geek logic has been used to sway votes in the past, so choose your argument wisely. All right. Well, uh, I literally did not write down an order, and uh, I'm going to be scrambling to keep up. But here we go. John, this fight is yours. It is the original Star Wars trilogy versus the new Star Wars trilogy. So this is just in here because we couldn't do a show without mentioning Star Wars, right? Exactly. I mean, this is sort of like an honorary category. Um, there isn't any real debate here, at least in my mind, there's no real debate here. Um, I think anybody who, uh, who grew up with the original Star Wars automatically is going to default to the original Star Wars. And I think that even for people who grew up with new Star Wars, surely, surely they will mature into the knowledge that original Star Wars is the one true Star Wars. It is the best Star Wars. Um, and I, I would be maybe pleasantly shocked to hear somebody with a different opinion on that. Um, but I think we just started out with the easiest one of all. Mr. Ortiz. Uh, you know, I'll basically have to agree with that. Um, 
I don't. I'm not uh, someone who hates the uh, the new stuff, and uh, certainly I have enjoyed them. But uh, you know, for me, just as objectively as I can, the uh, the original are just overall better constructed movies. Uh, while I think the new ones have contributed a lot to uh, the Star Wars legacy and certainly have made it uh, grow into something uh, bigger than it ever was before. You know, at the end of the day, the ones that I really do enjoy the most, and I think that's going to be kind of the geek logic that I'll, I'll use more often than not throughout the show, is which one really do I enjoy most, it really gets me the most, and uh, that would be the original trilogy. Another vote for the original trilogy. Uh, I can't wait till that, until you use that logic on communist versus terrorist. Uh, Paul? Well, those are both really eloquent uh reasonings and geek logicings and I, I agree with both of them and I'll just uh, put in my two cents that I'll take any opportunity I have to uh, figuratively kick Hayden Christensen in the balls and uh, I'm going to go with the old trilogy. Another vote for the old Star Wars trilogy. I will be voting for the new Star Wars trilogy. I want all of new, uh, all Star Wars to be the new Star Wars trilogy. I, I, want, I want them to remake the old Star Wars and get rid of all the garbage in those and remake them in the, the vision of the new Star Wars stuff. Uh, I'm going to vote for new Star Wars just so it's medical heat sweep. <laughs> uh, Dominic. I'm going to go Star Wars. As much as I love the expanded universe of the new Star Wars, and as much as my kids love the new Star Wars, the old Star Wars is what I grew up with, and it's pretty much why, no, it's not, but it's a large part of why I'm a geek, so I'll go old Star Wars and not be sharky. Uh, vote for old Star Wars, and old gets the first point. We are on to our next fight. Oh, I, I, I forget. Uh, if, if we get to a certain point where new can't win, I guess we'll have to stop there too. But Mike, uh, this fight is yours. It is Doctor Who, the classic Doctor Who versus new Doctor Who uh, from 2005 on. Uh, you know, in this instance, it's also kind of easy. Uh, it, for me, it, it's new Doctor Who. Uh, I certainly appreciate the the fact that uh, there would be no new Doctor Who without the old Doctor Who. Uh, but I, I really could never watch the old Doctor Who. Uh, they were well-written, and I think they were well-acted, but I could never get past the uh, the cheap production values. A lot of the old BBC stuff, uh, the editing was uh, was very simple. I mean, it really felt more like they just plopped a couple cameras down in front of a, a stage show. They really didn't have the kind of cinematic quality that the modern ones do. Uh, so for very much the same reason... That I voted old last time, I'm voting new this time, which is I just enjoy them more, and I think they're better made. I'll vote for new Doctor Who. Paul? Mr. Kowalski? I think you're drunk and muted. I'm still muted. That was it. Unfortunately, I am still... Uh, I, I'm kind of going with Mike on this one. Uh, I'm not a tremendous uh, Doctor Who junkie, uh, but from what I have seen... Um, you know, I, again, similar rationale. I really just enjoy the newer ones better than what I've seen the old ones. Um, so I'm going to go with a new ballot. Uh, vote for new who? Hell yeah, it's all about new who. Old who sucks big floppy donkey balls. So I'm going to go with a, a, a lot, a lot to love to new who. Fuck you, old who. I don't care if you came beforehand. You suck balls. 
Um, Dominic, uh, old Doctor Who versus new Doctor Who. It's really hard to pick old Doctor Who now. Like as much as I love Tom Baker Doctor Who, and I remember watching it on like black and white or like you know the public access cable. Um, new Doctor Who is pretty kick ass, and it's the reason why like girls go to con- conventions now. It's kind of like you know like a cool thing to see at Comic Con is dudes dressed up as Doctor Who and girls dressed up as Doctor Who. As strange as that sounds. But um, I want to go new Doctor Who because it has created a you know fervor among the community of fans much more than old Doctor Who used to. Another vote for new Who and John. Well, it'd be really easy to pick new Doctor Who, I think. But it, there's a case to be made for old Doctor Who, which is that when I was a kid, you know, you were either a Star Trek fan or a Star Wars fan, and if you were going to commit to Doctor Who, you were a serious nerd. I mean, you were you were like the king geek because you would go to the trouble of watching these crappy, long, you know, badly broadcast episodes on PBS, um, and then you, you would seek out this small group of other fans who kind of got it along with you. And now, you know, thirty years later, in retrospect, I can look at it and go. Wow, new Doctor Who kind of kicks its ass um, and does a really great job. And what I hope is it does a really good job of also making people appreciate old Doctor Who if they go seek it out. I'm not saying you're required to, but you know, there is a case to be made for old Doctor Who. It's just that the new one, yeah, the new one's really, really good. So I'm going to go with new Who. Uh, vote for new Who and new Who in a clean sweep takes the vote of the win. New gets a point. We're on to our next fight. Paul, this one is yours. It is communist versus terrorist, the old villain versus the new villain. Well, I, I got to go with the old on this one. I, I mean, the communists, I, the communists had some flair to them. They had an army. They had uniforms. I think terrorists has just become a catch-all for any, like, scuzzy-looking dude from whatever part of the country or part of the world we're not agreeing with. Um, so uh, give me the old evil empire. A uh, vote for the commies. This is actually kind of hard for me because I do like, <laughs> I do like knowing who the bad guys are. And uh, with communists, you know, those are the bad guys. They're the goddamn commies. They can go to hell, the red bastards. With terrorists, it could literally be anybody. Anybody could be a terrorist. So, so that, that little bit of scariness actually I think it bumps up. I think it bumps them above communists because anybody anybody can be a terrorist. It's kind of obvious if you're a communist. Here, share this with me and do the same amount of work, and we can all be happy. Uh, okay, it's not exactly how communism works, but I'm I'm voting for terrorists. Uh, Dominic, I want to say, God, I want to say communists because I think we got a lot more out of communists. And movies and and not I I think both are pretty deplorable when it comes to real life situations. But you know, as far as the movies and the concepts that we got out of communism, you know, like Bond films, um, just like any kind of action film over in the eighties and the nineties, 
was amazing. And the terrorist thing has just kind of been the rock over and over again. Oh, look, BX gas or some kind of gas or, you know, I, I won't ruin the Batman film. I guess the Batman film didn't have the same kind of vibe to it. But terrorists is a little... Remember when terrorists were just like dudes in like a VW van and like uh, Back to the Future? <laughs> like, like I don't know. I'm, I'm going to go with communists because it used to be a catch-all as well. Uh, it was a better catch-all. A vote for communists. Don't forget Smurfs were communists. Uh, John? <laughs> I think this is kind of a, a tough one because, yeah, you know, you look at the Cold War and you, you look at kind of the cool pop culture properties that came out of that, like James Bond and the Man from UNCLE and... You know, theoretically, they were fighting against communism, you know, the big bad other. But, but, you know, Bond's enemies, like Blofeld, for one, I mean, these guys are basically terrorists, and they are creating cells of other terrorists. You know, they're holding the world at ransom. It doesn't matter what their political affiliation is. So I, I think just that the, the uniforms now have changed. And now our definition of terrorist is different from what it was 40 years ago. So, um, you know, communism gave us some, uh, some good stories, Hunt for Red October. But um, I think overall, there's more to mine out of terrorists. So I'll go with terrorists. Another vote for terrorists. It is all tied up. It comes down to you, Mr. Ortiz. Which one takes the win? Well, uh, I am going to use the logic of which one do I find more entertaining. Uh, and it is communists. Um, I, I think uh, certainly the amount of, of material that we got out of communism. And, you know, Damon, you mentioned, you know, the communists were obvious and the terrorists uh, aren't. But really, the entire Red Scare was the idea that anyone could be a communist, that they were infiltrating. Um, you know, uh, in our culture in general, both of them have been used as the boogeyman to get whatever government thing uh, through that needed to be uh, pushed through and certainly people's own political agendas. But in terms of, of entertainment, um, I think we just have to look as far as Rocky four. Um, you know, that was a big, broad caricature of communism and communism, you know, you could sort of go broad with it. Uh, it, it doesn't work as well when you do that with terrorists. Uh, one, because it's not as, as singular and specific, like we had mentioned, but for the most part, uh, you know, the idea of, of terrorists are, are, are going to be Al-Qaeda and things like that. And uh, because it's not this big, broad, uh, evil kind of caricature that uh, we were able to do with the Soviet Union, it's, it's just not as fun. And maybe that does make it more dangerous. Maybe that makes it scarier. But, uh, you know, for me, I'm voting for which of the more fun villain. And it's communists. And communists, those Smurf bastards, are taking the win. Yes, the Smurfs are communists. Go back and watch it. <laughs> um, we are on to our next fight. I don't have to go back and watch it. I watch it every day. My <laughs> children love the Smurfs. They love communism. Your children they are should communists. They should have been red, not blue. Bastards, man. <laughs> but anyway, we are on to our next fight. And what's funny here is it is Michael Keaton versus Christian Bale, but nobody wrote Michael Keaton Batman versus Christian Bale Batman. It's just Michael Keaton versus Christian Bale. And if it was Batman versus Batman, uh, it would have to be Michael Keaton. Uh, if it's Michael Keaton versus Christian Bale, I like Michael Keaton stuff way more than I like Christian Bale stuff. So it's still Michael Keaton for me. So I'm going to go with Michael Keaton. Uh, Dominic. I think you're wrong. 
but I'm not going to argue, argue on the merits. I'm just going to say that in both cases, cinematically, I'm pretty sure that Christian Bale wins. I don't think Michael Keaton has an Oscar. Um, uh, I don't know. I, I know that his gravelly voice is annoying, but those films are probably like some of the top grossing films ever. And um, as much as I loved Michael Keaton's Batman, and I love that movie where he had a bunch of like clones of himself, and when he turned into uh, Frosty the Snowman or whatever, <laughs> I love Michael Keaton movies too, but Christian Bale is kind of like a tour de force when it comes to acting right now. So I'm going to go with Christian Bale, because people, haters got to hate, and I like, I like Christian Bale. A vote for Christian Bale. I was voting for uh, Beetlejuice. I'm just throwing that out there. Uh, Mr. Champion. Uh, I think all I can say to this is good for you. Good for you, Christian Bale. Um, he's, yeah, no, he, he's somebody that I would uh, not want to tick off or hang out with. I do find the Batman voice a little uh, annoying. And uh, those are great movies. Those are awesome, awesome movies. But the challenge here is Michael Keaton versus Christian Bale, not Batman versus Batman, as you so wisely pointed out. And um, I would much rather hang out with Michael Keaton. In fact, I'd watch, yeah, I, I think I would much rather uh, sit down right now and uh, watch a Michael Keaton movie. And that's not to slight the Dark Knight movies because they're awesome. Uh, but who would I want freaking out on a cell phone uh, video, you know, losing his cool on set? Of course, I'd rather watch Christian Bale do that. At any other contest, it's Michael Keaton. A vote for Michael Keaton. Mike. You know, this is this is kind of strange because uh, initially I was I was going Christian Bale based entirely on the the Batman thing, um, and, and I think that's really was the the intent here. Uh, but then I watched actually I watched Batman when we did our our commentary for the original Batman, and Batman Returns was on recently, and uh, I I really I just really find myself drawn to to Keaton's performance as Batman. Um, Christian Bale is not my favorite thing in the Batman movies. I think in, in each of the movies, the villains almost are kind of a little bit more interesting, but there's something weird and, and oddly nuanced about Michael Keaton. Um, I never buy that Christian Bale in the Batman movies is kind of crazy. Uh, even though I think Christian Bale might be crazy, but, uh, Michael Keaton comes off a little crazy and I like my Batman crazy, but since this has kind of gone beyond Batman to Michael Keaton versus Christian Bale, uh, I'm going to have to go with Christian Bale because, uh, he, uh, he ate uh, a real bug in, in, uh, rescue Dawn. A vote for Christian Bale. It is all tied up. Who's Gotham's reckoning? Paul. Hmm. Well, I, I am going to keep it sort of in the, in the Batman vein. Um, although bosom buddies was an amazing, amazing piece of work. And, um, wait, that wasn't even Michael Keaton. Never mind. I hope we can. I changed my vote to Tom Hanks. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking of Tom Hanks. That's pretty horrible. Uh, in any case, uh, Mike, you sort of stole my thunder with the crazy Batman thing because I think that was uh, really the big thing that Michael Keaton brought to it. Is you know all the other portrayals of Batman. Not that there were that many on film before that. Um, you know, you had the whole heroic aspect, and it was just you know, yeah, billionaire playboy who dresses up as a bat glossing over the fact that you have to be one crazy motherfucker to dress up as a bat. 
And I think Michael Keaton was the one who got the whole unbalanced thing in there. And, you know, since he started, I'm going to go with Michael Keaton. A vote for Keaton and old takes another point. We are on to our next fight. Dominic, this one is yours. And I'm glad because you're the one that put it on here. It is Will Smith versus Wesley Snipes. I think this was like when I had no idea what, what this was about. And I'm pretty sure that we can go, we can call Wesley Snipes the old. I'm, I'm going to go. Okay. <laughs> but, and then, and then we'll have Will Smith be the new cause West, Wesley Snipes is in jail. Yeah. Um, if we go genre, I like blade. So I, I don't know. God, I want to vote for Will Smith, but I can't cause, Wesley Snipes is the dude from, like, ah, uh, God, I can't remember the movie. Uh, man. There, there's that. Then there's Blade. But but what's the movie where <laughs> Nino Brown? <laughs> Nino Brown is what I'm voting for. I'm voting for Wesley Snipes. Isn't that New Jack City? Yes, New Jack City. Oh, yes, and uh, Jungle Fever. There you go. All right. A vote for Wesley Snipes. Uh, Mr. Champion. Oh, man. Um, well, I don't vote for Wesley Snipes to do my taxes. Um, <laughs> I can tell you that right now. Uh, and, you know, Blade Blade was a really good movie, and then they decided to make sequels. Um, Will Smith, uh, you know, he's entertaining. Uh, I think the new guy on Saturday Night Live does a really good Will Smith impression. Um but this is just not a, a category here that gets me really excited one way or the other. Um, uh, you know, I, I think at this point, all I can do is uh, default to uh, the Onion article that ran a couple years ago. Will Smith, he's the only black guy that all white people can agree on. So I'm going to go with Will Smith. A vote for Will Smith. Uh, Mike? Uh, I'm white, and I agree with John. <laughs> Oh, see, I thought that was Wayne Brady, not Will Smith. I, I, I guess I, I got the wrong memo on that one. But uh, um, it, initially when I saw this matchup, I, my whole thought was, uh, you know, okay, black leading man. I, I get where I thought I got where that was going. And I was going to rest my vote on uh, Nino Brown in New Jack City as well. But then I started thinking about it as we're talking here. And you talk about the sort of variety of characters being played, and Will Smith kind of one note. Um, whereas, you know, Wesley Sykes, you, you had Nino Brown, you had uh, the heroic things, and like, you know, Passenger 57, and, you know, the, the gravelly voiced comic book dude in uh, the Blade Flex. But what really puts him over uh, was uh, his uh, star turn in uh, To Wong Fu, Thanks for Everything, Julie Newmar. So I'm wow. going with Wesley Snipes. A vote for Wesley Snipes. It is all tied up. It comes down to me. Um, Will Smith is one note. Fuck you, Will Smith is <laughs> not one note. He's, he started out as a rapper, then he got a TV show, then he became a super movie star, and now he does productions. Like he, a nice, a nice guy rapper, a nice guy in the TV show, and a nice guy in the movies. And he's uh, a nice guy Scientologist too. Six degrees. Oh wow! What six degrees of separation? Muhammad Ali. Nice guy. Muhammad Ali. Well, that was a nice guy. Um, and then uh, my 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 favorite of his performances, which is Seven Pounds. 
I love the shit out of Seven Pounds, and nobody saw that movie. And I saw it. If you're wrong, fuck you. I love that movie. <laughs> in West Philadelphia, born and raised on the playground, is where I spent most of my days, chilling out, relaxing, relaxing, all cooling out, shooting some b-ball outside the school with a couple of guys. They were up no good. Started making trouble in my neighborhood. Got in one little fight. My mom got scared. I'm voting for Will Smith. Fuck all of you people. Wow, I did that in almost one breath. Will Smith gets a vote. New gets a point. And we are on to our next fight. Uh, John, this one is yours. It is Disneyland versus Disney World. Wow, man. Now, this is pretty interesting because I'm a big Disney fanatic. Um, Not specifically a Disney movie fanatic, but a Disney theme park fanatic. And, um, you know, I, I grew up going to Disney World. Been there a whole bunch of times. And I think that if I had to move in to any place, it would be Epcot which can only be found at uh, Disney World. But since moving to Southern California, I'm now a pass holder for Disneyland. And I've probably gone there on average, I don't know, once every two weeks, a couple of times a month since having that. And it's great. And I love the ease of just being there in like 40 minutes and having this amazing place to visit. So... um I think it kind of depends on my proximity to the place. And I think that's why I have to give the vote to Disneyland. Although I really, really love Disney World and would go there at the drop of a hat. A vote for Disneyland. Mike. Uh, I'm going to vote for Disney World. Uh, Disneyland is a a fun theme park, but uh, Disney World is, is like a city unto itself. Uh, it's it's really a sovereign nation. It it redefines the laws of the state of Florida. Uh, I I think really it should expand to encompass all of Florida and all of our country and and all of the world, and then it will truly be a Disney World. A vote for Disney World, uh, Paul. Well, I've never been to Disneyland. Uh, I'm going to go with Disney World. Um, I like Florida a little more than I like uh, the West Coast, uh, just from, from what little I have seen of it. Uh, no offense to the other West Coasters. Um, so I will definitely travel out there and check the land, but until then, I'm going with the world. Uh, another vote for Disney World. And what he really meant was, fuck both of you that are in Southern California. Well, in California. Fuck <laughs> both of you. Thank, thank, thank you for not, not but, hurting my feelings. Hey, hey no big deal. Uh, but it's my vote, my choice now. I have been to Disneyland a bunch of times. I have never been to Disney World. Um, I recently went to Disneyland, which for most people isn't recently. I guess it was like five years ago now. Uh, as an adult, I, the, all the previous times I've been, it was as a child. And uh, I like to ride rides. I'm a, a roller coaster kind of junkie. And um, yeah, there's nothing for me at Disneyland. As much as I loved it as a kid, there's absolutely nothing for me at Disneyland. Uh, I think uh, you can get into a special club that you can have a drink if you want to, but you have to know somebody who's in the club to get in there. Uh, there's really nothing for an, ad- an adult to do at Disneyland other than watch their kids do stuff or relive their childhood, which I did for the first 15 minutes. What was I supposed to do with the next six hours? Uh, Disney World, I would love to go to Disney World for all the other stuff that you can do there, like Epcot. So I'm, I'm going to vote for Disney World. I'm going to go new on this one. Uh, Dominic. 
Well, since I am from California, well, today, anyway, uh, uh, I'm going to go to Disneyland because Disney World has, like, giant-sized mosquitoes and, and incredibly heavy weather, like, that uh, he's just unbearable crap, man. But I'm pretty sure that I'm going to love Disney World and probably, you know, like, take my kids there every year instead of Disneyland now because we're moving that way, but... Disneyland is where I grew up, and, you know, that was the trip. Like, when you live in California, that's your trip, man. You go to Knott's Berry Farm, and you go to freaking Disneyland. And Disneyland is pretty damn cool. I mean, it is for kids. So if you're not a kid, you're kind of bored out of your mind. But if you have kids, it's probably, like, the biggest distraction on planet Earth when you take them there. You don't have to do anything but walk and buy stuff. So I'm going to go Disneyland. A vote for Disneyland, but Disney World takes the win. New gets another point. We are on to our next one. Uh, Mike, this one is yours. You wrote this one up. It is the Old Testament versus the New Testament. Uh, this, this is kind of a, a, a tough one. Um, certainly in the Old Testament, it's a lot more exciting, uh, a lot more stuff going on. There's magic and there's fighting and, and there's wars and things like that. But uh, looking at, at these two strictly on... Uh, on their entertainment value, um, you know, looking at the Old Testament, it's 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 kind of an anthology. It's loosely knit stories uh, moving together, whereas uh, the New Testament is really just tight, uh, well-thought-out character piece. It's got a really good character arc. The Old Testament's got some plot holes, you know, the whole thing with Cain and Abel go off and marry, yet where'd those other kids come from? And, you know, it stretches the... Uh, Suspension of disbelief a lot more with the arc. Yeah, there's UFOs which are cool. Uh, it's kind of homophobic, uh, so I'm not I'm not really down with that. Uh, but the New Testament, you know, it's it's uh, it's modern. It's um, it's a great character piece. Um, you know, really, it's it's probably performance driven. I mean, Jesus really really pulls off some miracles in that one. Uh, and you know it's it's ultimately got a great message of of peace and love thy neighbor and it's it's a very consistent deep willful philosophical story that then was made into the passion of the christ which is the highest grossing snuff film of all time so with all of that going for it i think i'm going new testament uh vote for new testament uh paul well, that uh, that's a very thought out uh, response, lit- literature wise and development wise. But when it comes down to it, I really like plagues, and there are locusts and there are flies. But then, I mean, they really throw you a curveball with the boils, and then death of the firstborn. I mean, that's a kicker every single time. And if it weren't for the Yule, uh, the Old Testament, I would not have Yule Brenner as Ramses in the Ten Commandments, and I love Yule Brenner. So I say the Old Testament takes it. A vote for Old Testament. Uh, I like my God vengeful, and he's not vengeful at all in the New Testament. He, like, mellows out. He blows his well out, makes a kid, and then the kid goes off and is really nice. But before that, God is an asshole. Uh, What is it, Job? Is it Job that he's the biggest dick to? Like, okay, uh, kill that thing. Kill your kids. Kill your wife. Uh, I just want you to do that because, you know, I'm God. I want you to prove your worth to me. All right. You're good. I, I love the shit out of God. He's he's the biggest asshole in the Old Testament. 
Uh, I'm going to flood the world. Uh, you and your family are cool. Uh, bring a couple plants and animals on, and uh, everything will be fine uh, for you guys. But fuck everybody else. I, 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 that's Why does God sound like a teamster? Because he is. I'm voting for the Old Testament. Uh, Dominic. My favorite, like, like when we get ready to eat, my grandpa would say, say grace. And, you know, we wouldn't say, remember Lot's life. He'd say, remember Lot's life. And I was like, what does that mean, grandpa? He's like, it means remember, God, remember Lot's life. And I was like, what does that mean? It means, you know, Lot was in Sodom and Gomorrah. And he said, get out, because I'm about to blow the city up. You can go. Don't turn around. Lots of life turned around and turned into a color salt. That was like, oh, oh, we spoilers. Like you know, that was my favorite story. And I used to say every time he would ask me to say grace, that was all I would say. It was remember lots of life. Hey man, let's eat. Like, and so I love the vengeful God because it keeps motherfuckers in check. So I'm gonna go Old Testament. Another vote for Old Testament and John. Yeah, I'm a little surprised that the defense of uh, the New Testament included the terms uh, modern and uh, fewer <laughs> potholes. So um, right away, I discount that. And um, I'm also really glad that somebody mentioned the Ten Commandments, because that movie rules. That is awesome. And pretty much in one book where you've got uh, not only plagues and uh, death and sacrifice and uh, all these just great plot elements going on. Uh, you also have the Song of Solomon, so you got some real dirty stuff going on in there as well. So, um, yeah, just uh, for the opportunity to watch uh, Yule Brenner again, I will go with the Old Testament. And Old Testament takes the win. Old gets a point. We are on to our next fight. Uh, Paul, this one is yours. It is the Blob, the Steve McQueen version, versus the Blob, the Kevin Dillon version. Well, I have a lot of respect for Steve McQueen. I mean, that that he was like the original badass, but this was before Steve McQueen was a badass. Um, he was basically just uh, kind of a snot in a nice car and a varsity jacket running around from a pile of jello. Um, I think the remake... The remake of the blob I just like better because you actually took something that's not that scary, the aforementioned pile of jello, and they actually managed to make it be a sort of legitimate antagonist, even though it was by making it a fast moving pile of jello. So, you know, props to Kevin Dillon and uh, the crazy one eyed preacher at the end. It's, uh, I'm going with the second blob. All right, a vote for the second blob. Um, the second blob has Kevin Dillon in it. I will be voting for the Steve McQueen version, the old version. Fuck you, Kevin Dillon. You know what you did. You know what you did. <laughs> Dominic. But I don't know what he did. What did he do? <laughs> um, I'm going to say the original Blob, because that was one of those movies that I watched before I was supposed to watch it. Like, I watched it, like, when I was, like, seven or six or something, like, that movie freaked the crap out of me. So I'm going to go original blob, just like I would go original Attack of the Killer Tomatoes, because those were movies I saw when I wasn't supposed to be watching, and they scared the crap out of me. Uh, vote for the Steve McQueen blob. Uh, John? Um, yeah, you know, the, the blob, I, I'm never opposed to remakes. 
really. It's like either you do a good job or you do a bad job, regardless of whether it's a remake. And, and I think um, there's a lot about the remake of The Blob that is good. You know, like like somebody said, yeah, it's you know faster, scarier. You know, it's got all the elements that you kind of wanted out of the old movie. But but the old movie, the original, has the song "The Blob" by Burt Bacharach. So Burt Bacharach automatically trumps all other categories of comparison. Therefore, the original Blob wins. Another vote for Steve McQueen, Blob, and Mike. You know, I. I never saw the Kevin Dillon blob, so that makes it tough to vote for it. But I did see the Steve McQueen blob, and I really didn't like it. So uh, I'll vote for the Kevin Dillon blob because I guess, technically speaking, I disliked it less. A vote for the new blob. But old blob gets a point, and old gets another point, and we are on to our next fight. Damon, oh, that's me. Uh, this one is yours. It is Dawn of the Dead, the original, 1978, versus the new Dawn of the Dead from 2004, right? It's not 2007. It's got to be 2004. 2004, that's right. Yeah. Uh, okay. Um, the original Dawn of the Dead is a, a classic, a, a cinematic masterpiece. I can't really do that. Uh, it's, it's got a lot of political stuff in it that, that's pretty good. I mean, it's okay. Um I like the new Dawn of the Dead. Uh, if you've listened to the one or two episodes my little cousin Alex has been on, he tells the story about how I permanently scarred him because I took him to see that movie at, when he was like 11, maybe 12. It really fucked him up. He's scared of zombies to this day. And uh, I, it, it has a baby zombie. I, I love the shit out of it. Uh, I'm going to go with the new Dawn of the Dead. Uh, Dominic. I'm going to go with God. Well, I would love to be all cinematic and say that the old is the best ever. It, it's a classic, and so I'll give it. It's it's a classic, but I, I think the new one is a new classic because there's every reason to hate that movie because the other one is a classic, and he reinvented it and did a great story, and will probably be heralded as one of his better movies after he can he makes another sucker punch. <laughs> So I'm going to go with the new Walking Dead or the new Day of the Dead or whatever. Dawn of the Dead. <laughs> There's so many de- of the dead movies. Uh, yeah. Mr. Champion. And it's, uh, yeah, it's really hard for me to support anything that has been tainted by Zack Snyder's touch. Um, makes a little piece of me die inside to think about that. But then I look at the other elements here and, you know, in the original, you've got Ken Forey. In the remake, you've got Ving Rhames. Um, and the remake was really well done. Um, so as much as it pains me, and I, I don't want to say it, I'm going to go with the new one. Another vote for new. Mike? Yeah, I will also vote for the new one. Um, I I never was a big fan of the original Dawn of the Dead. Um, it It was never scary. Um, it's creepy and, uh, and at, at times funny, uh, but I never, I was never kind of scared. I was never on the edge of my seat. Uh, but in, in the new Dawn of the Dead, it, that was a scary ass movie. Uh, that, that movie made me afraid of zombies and the original Dawn of the Dead, you know, I, yeah, I like the kind of social commentary and things like that. But, you know, at the end of the day, those were zombies that were just like, it's just kind of a dude with gray makeup on walking very slowly. So, uh. I will uh, vote for the new one. 
another vote for new Dawn of the Dead, Paul. You know, I, I, again, I got to agree with everything that's been said so far. Um, I, I always did like the original, but I think it was almost because you're supposed to like the original. Um, I liked what it said. Um, however, I didn't, like Mike Sarah mentioned, I didn't like how it functioned as a scary movie because it really didn't work that way. Um, surprisingly, they took a classic and made it something that was very watchable, very scary. And I mean, really, it, it translated well, you know, going across the, the gap of decades. So I have to go with the remake as well. And New gets a point because New Dawn of the Dead takes it in a clean sweep. We are on to our next fight. Dominic, this one is yours. It is the cartoon Transformers versus the movie Transformers. And I, I did mean the live action movie Transformers. So cartoons versus movies? Um, cartoons? Come on. Hello? Like, I don't, I don't understand how anybody would vote for those movies. I, I'm not voting for Shia. I apologize. And his stupid blonde girlfriend in the second one or anyway i just watched the original first three episodes like this weekend randomly and i loved it it's so cheesy but it's awesome at the same time so sorry megatron's voice (laughs) a vote for the cartoon transformers uh mr john champion you know i have to say i was never really a big fan of either like you know when it comes to Transformers, I thought, okay, you know, some of the toys are cool, but I really wasn't into the cartoon, and then I saw the movie, and I just kind of didn't care. So, um, I I guess, you know, on the strength of uh, female flesh, the new movie should win, but its stupidity kind of outweighs that even, so I'll go with the cartoon. But maybe I'll change my mind if somebody gives me a really good reason to change my mind. I'll vote for the cartoon. Mike? Uh, I, I really never watched the cartoon. Um, I, I think I was a little a little too old when uh, when those cartoons, that and, and G.I. Joe came out, so I never really got into them. Never read the comics, anything like that. Uh, I did see, I have seen all three of the Transformers movies, um, and they are uh, really colossally stupid, and I, I don't like Shia LaBeouf, and, and actually hate uh, everything that's connected to his parents and really everything in those movies that is not uh, giant robots fighting. I don't like, um, and there's a lot of that. They're two, almost two and a half, almost three hours long. And, and only really half of those movies are about big robots fighting each other. But when they are about big robots fighting each other, it's fucking awesome, especially in the IMAX when the robots are life size. So, uh, because I would rather see those robots beat the shit out of each other than the cartoon robots beating the shit out of each other, I will vote for the movies and vote for new. Uh, vote for the new Transformer stuff. Uh, Paul? This was a sort of tough... I really sort of wanted to cast a ballot for GoBots just to, just to say fuck you to both of them. Um, I've seen the cartoons recently, and I don't think they held up at all. I loved them when I was when they were commercials begging me to buy toys and I thought they were the best thing ever. And now you've got the craptastic multi multi-billion dollar Michael Bay, Shia LaBeouf, uh, you know, CGI shit fests going on. Um, and they're, they're no better. I mean, they're certainly not going to hold up either. 
Um, yeah, I, I was going to say the original just to be, say, default to the old, but I like fighting robots too. So I'm going to, you know, hold my nose and vote for the, you know, Michael Bay disasters. Uh, vote for new Transformers or the new movies. It's all tied up. It comes down to me. Um, they are both equally crappy. Uh, like like Paul just said, he went back and watched the, the, the cartoon and he's like, these these are not nearly as good as I used to think they were because they aren't. They're they're really bad. And Michael Bay does an excellent job of capturing that. That's one thing that people don't realize it who watch the 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 movies and go this was garbage the cartoons were better they weren't better they were just as bad michael bay is very good at capturing bad he does an excellent job and the third transformers movie dark side of the moon was filmed in uh re- what is it the the real 3d the the badass 3d that whole last scene where it's 300 Decepticons against 10 autobots and for a half hour 45 minutes it is nothing but them fighting, and the end of the movie, spoiler alert, is nine Autobots, zero Decepticons. That shit is badass. That's exactly what I wanted to see, and I'm glad I got to see it. They may never make another Transformers movie, but that, that's exactly what I wanted to see. Robots fighting and getting fucked up. And uh, even though I did hear my first swear word in, the mo- in, in, in Transformers, the cartoon movie, I'm still voting for Transformers, the new shit, because yeah, I love it. And new gets another point. <laughs> we are on to our next fight. It is uh, John. This one is yours. It is uh, old Battlestar Galactica versus the new Battlestar Galactica. Now, so unlike Transformers, Galactica was one of my favorites of all time, and I, I was so thrilled when a new one was coming out. I didn't care about all the changes they made. I didn't care. Starbuck was going to be a woman instead of a guy. It was just New Galactica, and they did it really, really well. Um, but some of the things about the old Galactica are just still so badass. The Cylons, that was a great design. The original Viper is a great design. The model work was fantastic. A um, few bad episodes in there, but same can be said for the new one. So... You know, it it comes down to, like, what would I run into the other room and grab on DVD or Blu-ray and and watch right now? And, you know, they're both next to each other. And and I just might reach out and be like, yeah, I need to watch some classic old BSG. But then I think, no, I need to watch the new one. The problem with the new one, though, is that if I start watching, I want to watch all of it. And I just want to marathon the entire series. So um, I guess if it has that much of a pull on me, then I have to go with the new one. But but grudgingly so. It, it was a tough choice. I want to make that clear. A vote for new BSG. Mike? Uh, this one's actually easy for me. Uh, it's totally the new uh, Galactica. Um, when I was, uh, I guess, 10 years old when the original Galactica came out, it was 1978, I think, or was it 79? Somewhere around. Uh, 78. 78. So 10 years old. Um huge star wars fan all of a sudden now we're gonna have a tv show that looks like star wars even as john dykstra special effects i could not be more geeked um but even at 10 years old about halfway through that that show i was like this show sucks uh i I liked it to be i still like the pilot i like the first couple episodes once they actually get into the meat of the show uh it really 
it, it gets it gets pretty bad. I mean, I know we talked about the space unicorns uh, before, um, and then they have you know the cowboys and and kind of Nazis or communists or something or whatever whatever set happened to be open on the Universal backlot that week. That was the theme of the show. Um, by the end, yeah, it did start to pick up. Maybe if they would have had more time, it could have uh, turned into something more. But uh, for me, it never did. And uh, New Galactica is just fantastic. It's one of my one of my favorite uh, science fiction shows, one of my favorite TV shows of all time. Uh, vote for New Battlestar Galactica, uh, Paul. Uh, I'm gonna have to follow the trend going along with the new New Battlestar. The old stuff. Um, again, I th- when I was younger, I thought it was great that it was on TV. Um, I sort of chalked the age I was at. I sort of chalked it up right there with Buck Rogers, and I honestly I liked Buck Rogers a little better at that point. Um, but th- the new stuff is just so well done uh, across the board: uh, stories, acting, effects. I mean, everything. It, it's the total package. So, I, new BSG. Another vote for new BSG. Um, I'm a sci-fi snob. Uh, most of you don't realize that because I'm very not vocal about it, but I like very, very specific things in sci-fi. Uh, Star Trek, kind of Star Wars. Um, there's very few things that I like. I'm not a, I'm not a huge sci-fi geek. Uh, old Battlestar Galactica almost turned me off of science fiction altogether. If it wasn't for Star Trek The Next Generation, I would have been a sports guy and just a sports guy. I would have never known anything else, maybe comic books, but I would have been a sports guy. Science fiction would have been dead to me because of old Battlestar Galactica. So I've got to vote for new BSG because I love it. Even the ending, I will, I will mention that. I like the end of Battlestar Galactica. Uh, Dominic? I did not hate the old Battlestar Galactica, because, like, Battlestar Galactica was the cool reason why we, like, went to Universal Studios, you went to see Jaws, and you got to see Cylons, you know, the Viper, you know, like, like going out of the uh, launch bay. Um, all that stuff was cool. But all that stuff is also in the new Battlestar Galactica, which is way better to watch as a story. And so, as much as you know, the old gave us new things. The new built on the old old things and made it better. So I'm going to go with the new because that would be the smart move. And new BSG takes the win. New gets another point. We are on to our next fight. Mike, this one is yours. It is Superman, Man of Steel, uh, written by John Byrne, his retelling of Superman's origin, versus Superman's Secret Origin, written, written by Jeff Johns, his retelling of the Superman origin. Uh, this is an easy one for me. Uh, you know, I, I am a John Byrne fan uh, in general, um, certainly more so than than Jeff Johns. But uh, even beyond that, I, I think, you know, when, when Byrne did Man of Steel, that was something, you know, new. That was something big. Uh, that was an event. They, they were rebooting Superman. That was just, you know, something that, that was kind of uh, inconceivable. Um, and, you know, changing everything, rewriting it, changing Krypton, uh, getting rid of Superboy. It was just huge, sweeping changes, really kind of just going back to the core ideas and and doing them as if they were, were created uh, at that time in 1986. Um, whereas uh, Secret Origins, you know, they've, they've, they've already rebooted that. That's no longer in canon either. Uh, by that point, 
uh, you know, getting a new origin for anybody, let alone Superman, was kind of old hat. And Secret Origins really just sort of, it tried to pull pieces from everything. So there's crystals from, and the, the S symbol is, is the family shield. Uh, those are from the movies. And then they've got some elements from Burn and some elements from the Silver Age. And, you know, that, that's really all it was, was this, this way of trying to make sense and blend these, uh, these kind of incongruous continuities. Whereas Man of Steel, it was just, this is it. This is the new thing. If you, if you don't like it, go back and read old comic books. It wasn't trying to appease anybody. It was trying to be new. A vote for Superman, Man of Steel. Paul. Well, I think I'm going to have to also go with the burn Man of Steel. I mean, I, I remember when uh, what happened to the Man of Tomorrow came out and the whole like rebooting aspect of it. And at the time, you know, you didn't have a whole as like nowadays, everything's being restarted every 16 months or so. Um, that said, I do like what they've done in the current action comics as far as uh, Superman goes. But um, I did like the lack of Superboy in uh, the Burn series. I liked how he just sort of matured and, you know, sort of developed into Superman without having that intermediate stage. Uh, I guess similar to the new, the way they've redone it with action these days. Um, so, yeah, I got to say John Byrne. A vote for the John Byrne Superman. Uh, don't like John Byrne. Um, not really a fan of Jeff John's writing. He's a nice guy. He's not a fan of his writing. Uh, I've actually read both of these. And um, Secret Origin is not good. Uh, I don't like it at all. They even like add elements of Smallville. It's all unnecessary. Uh, there's something crisp and clean about what John Byrne wrote, what, 26 years ago now? So uh, I- I'm going to go with uh, Man of Steel. Dominic? I feel bad because I don't think I read the Secret Origin because I-, I think I was done with Superman being rebooted, even though that's like the best story of Superman are usually the ones where they retell everything. Um, but I still have those issues of John Byrne, and it, they're still good. And as much as I have soured on his work over time, um, the man did some classic work, and, and it needs to be recognized as, I guess it's the old in this case, and the old is better than the new, I would assume. A vote for Man of Steel and Mr. John Champion. I have no idea. I'm, uh, I've, you know... Just haven't read these. Don't know. Don't really care. Um, but I tell you what, uh, Damon, you're the boss. So uh, you bought my vote because you're in charge here. So uh, I'm going to side with you, Man of Steel. Oh, okay. There you go. I have that kind of power. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Uh, give me a hundred dollars. <laughs> no. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll PayPal it to you later. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't mm-hmm. have. To. Anyway, we're on to our next fight. Uh, Paul, this one is yours. It is the GI Joe cartoon versus the GI Joe movie, and uh, I'm assuming it's the more recent GI Joe movie. Yes. Yeah. I, I, I go with that one as opposed to the the earlier stuff. Again, we're sort of here at the, at the same you know crossroads with. I think Transformers, I, I don't think the original stuff is that good these days. The movies were not that good. Um, you know, I, 
the the whole snake eyes seeing snake eyes and storm shadow in live action was pretty cool um that was almost enough to to tip it yeah and not to mention the baroness uh for the new stuff um but the rest of it, i just thought it was just clunky as hell um yeah you, you had it more realistic looking sort of but the bionic man suits uh I mean, even G.I. Joe, where no one actually got shot, was more realistic than that. So I have to go with the cartoon. Uh, vote for the cartoon. Uh, the movie captured a little bit of what the cartoon offered. Um, but the cartoon is nothing but patriotism and PSAs. And it all culminates in the G.I. Joe animated film from the late 80s, which is not like, I dare you to watch it and not at the end of it be chanting USA, USA in your head, because that's all they do. It is about America being better than the terrorists and the communists, and I love the shit out of it. Uh, the new G.I. Joe, it was okay, and I would have loved to have seen the, the one that was coming out this summer, but they were like, oh, well, Avengers is steamrolling the shit out of everything. Get this thing out of here. It's going to lose. It's going to lose bad. <laughs> so, um, And because, because of the PSAs, which are fabulous, I... Watch the PSAs. I'm sure they're still on uh, YouTube. Watch them and laugh and laugh and laugh that they had to tell people not to play with down power lines or go swimming in open water during a lightning storm. Uh-huh. They are glorious. So I'm voting for the G.I. Joe cartoon. Dominic? I think until they do an excellent G.I. Joe movie, you still have to vote for the cartoons because... The cartoons is the source. Well, I guess the comic book could be the source material, but the cartoons are, are what a lot of people know. And um, I, I don't know. I I love the cartoons for their cheesy glory. And uh, you know, uh, my favorite episode was the one where Shipwreck and company uh, go to the town, and the town is like a, a cover front. I'm sure there's multiple episodes like that, but. Every time that happened, I loved it, regardless of how cheesy and retarded the concept is. It was awesome at the same time. So uh, anything G.I. Joe cartoons is going to get watched when it comes on, just because I like that stuff. A vote for the G.I. Joe cartoon. John? Yeah, I think everybody has hit absolutely the right points, and they can just reiterate PSAs. In fact, yesterday I was watching those re-edits, of the PSAs with the uh, uh, with the voices changed. Watch out, sandwiches! Get the fuck out of here! <laughs> yeah, exactly, and I love it. I love it. So, a cartoon all the way. Uh, another vote for the cartoon and Mike. You know, um, much like the Transformers, I never saw the the cartoons. Really, I mean, at least not never watched them. I'd seen them through the years. I've probably seen more since uh, I met Damon than uh, than my entire childhood. Um, but I, I did see the movie, uh, and much like the Transformers movie, it was also, uh, pretty crappy. Um, and it didn't have big giant fighting robots. Um, but it did have, uh, what's her name that played Scarlet? She was hot. And, Rachel uh, Nichols. And, uh, and Ray Park, you know, he's always pretty awesome. So I'd have to vote for, uh, the new until Paul mentioned those suits that I had forgotten about. And that was horrible. Those are horrible looking suits and horrible CGI. So that makes me vote for the cartoon until you guys mentioned the PSAs, which I do remember seeing 
uh, some of, and those things were like kind of creepy and, and child molestery. So, uh, I'll, I'll go ahead and go with the movie. I'll vote for the movie, but, uh, the, uh, GI Joe cartoon gets a vote. What's, what's molestery about a, uh, okay, a, okay. a military man peeking in your window? <laughs> no, you no. something. It's even better than that one. Deep six. All the deep six ones are the ones you have to watch for creepy, creepy child molester because the kids will just be at a lake hanging out and something will go wrong. And then up from underneath deep six comes out of nowhere and be like, Hey kids, you shouldn't do that. <laughs> so the question is what the fuck was he doing before that? But old gets a point And I have to say, once a man, once a man, once a man. Because I love saying Cobra Commander like that. <laughs> we are on to our next fight. It is Bruce Willis Cop, also known as John McClane versus Jason Bourne, which is a very interesting fight because John McClane set up the action hero for the next 10 to 15 years, and John, uh, Jason Bourne has done the exact same thing. The action hero, if you watch action movies since Bourne, those guys, including James Bond, act like Jason Bourne. They're very efficient, quick, and it's awesome. They don't really crack jokes very often. They're very cold. That's something that is very attractive and alluring about that. But John McClane, it's funny. And, uh, you know, I I still love Yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker. They're, they're his one-liners to, to kind of relieve the tension of the craziness that was going on. Because anything that happened to John McClane was crazy, whereas... I don't know why I'm saying this, but some of the stuff that happens with Jason Bourne is somewhat reasonable. So I'm going to go with uh, John McClane, Bruce Willis cop. Uh, Dominic. I, I love this fight because both there's nothing bad in this fight. This fight is, is good versus good. This is old good versus the new good. And I, as much as I love all the good things that came out of uh, Die Hard, um, I will... I, fucking love the, the Born Identity movies because, you know, I'll just call it the, the the part where me and my wife are sitting on the edge of our seats, eating popcorn, watching the Bible bath towel fight in the third movie. Like, that, that's what we call it because they were hitting each other with this thing that was like the Old Testament Bible and, and, and using towels to, like, throw each other against walls and... The, I don't know. Anything, it, it seems like it's unrealistic, but at the same time, it's totally realistic, the stuff that was going on in those movies. And um, Matt Damon should not be an action star, but he is. It's fucking awesome. Just like Bruce Willis should. So I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with the new, because I think the new kind of supersedes the old. A vote for Jason Bourne. John? Yeah, I mean, it, they're both awesome. And, and I like the Die Hard movies a lot. Um, although, well, I check that back. I like Die Hard a lot. I thought the sequels kind of, uh, got progressively worse. Um, and, and I liked, uh, the character of John McClane, but I, I do feel like Jason Bourne is more modern and, and I keep wanting more. I don't think I keep wanting more of John McClane, although I do love that original movie. So I'm going to go with Jason Bourne on this one. Uh, vote for Jason Bourne, Mike. You know, the, the, <coughs> excuse me. The, this really is tough. Uh, like, like you guys said, these are two two things that are both really, really good. And Damon, like, like you said, kind of 
defined action heroes uh, really for, for a generation. Um, and I'm going to vote uh, John McClane, even though like I, I kept, I found myself like trying to talk myself into Bourne because they're, they're, they're better movies overall. The first Die Hard was great, but each one, you know, gets kind of successively a little, a little worse. And the second one might be worse than the third. Either way, they, it was one of those, they never kind of recaptured it. Whereas I think the three Bournes and hopefully the fourth Bourne are all of a very, very solid, consistent quality. They fit together really well. It's very tight. Um, I think the influence that Bourne has had on action is, is better because that style of, of action hero, more people can pull off and it's kind of more exciting. Whereas the kind of wise ass, you know, kick, you know, ass kicking action hero that, that Bruce Willis did in the hands of a lot of other actors, it's really bad and really cheesy. So every kind of intellectual thing I can think of says born, but then you know, I, I go to say that, and in my mind, I just hear yippee ki motherfucker. And, you know, that's the stuff that sticks with you. And, and I'm going with my heart and going for John McClane. A vote for John McClane. It is all tied up. It comes down to you, Paul. Which one gets the win? Well, there, again, I, I agree with the whole part about, you know, they both set the tone for the next however many years after they came out. Um, I also agree the born movies themselves as as a group are better than the diehard, you know, family as a group. But there's just something too smart and too capable about Jason Bourne. I mean, he was always, he, he didn't know why, but he was Johnny on the spot. I can run two miles over flat ground and not get tired. I can take this gun apart in my, uh, in, in a block with a blindfold on, but I don't know my name. And if, if we, uh, if we were doing this, you'd be having my conversation in this office. He's just—he's too far ahead. John McClane's just a cop. I think that's why he's got a different sort of appeal. He spent, you know, the last two thirds of the first movie limping around because he went running out into the stairwell without shoes on and had to run across broken glass. He's an average guy, but I think that's where his appeal comes from. So I'm going with John McClane. A vote for John McClane. Old gets another point. We are at our last fight before the break. Dominic, this one is yours. It is Old Coke versus New Coke. Can I buy Old Coke? Because I, I don't... Is New Coke the one that got discontinued? Uh, New Coke came out, what, 1986? Something like that? 87? Yeah, but we're not drinking <laughs> New Coke anymore. It's like the Old Coke again. Exactly. Right? Yeah, so, so, so Old Coke, come on, like, I don't even remember that. I just remember it was a travesty that it tasted funny. I bet you, to, to a man, I bet you that uh, New Coke is Coke Zero. <laughs> so I'm going to vote for, for Old Coke, but I bet you Coke Zero is, is, a, is, a, is, a, is a distant cousin to New Coke, and we're all drinking New Coke if we drink Coke Zero. <laughs> I like that conspiracy. <laughs> Vote for old Coke, John. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, new Coke is kind of awesome because it was such a hilarious public failure, but, um, it, yeah, it, it's just, it, it's Coke classic. They realize their mistake. They realize that even they prefer old Coke. Another vote for old Coke, Mike. You know, it's interesting because the Coke that we have today 
is not really old Coke. I mean, after after the the PR problem, they brought Coke Classic back, and then instead of making a drastic change, they just sort of subtly changed it and made it sweeter over time. And that was really the big difference. Um, Coke was was losing ground to Pepsi because people liked the the sweeter drink, and then they made their drink a little too sweet. Um, <laughs> and it was, you know, a, a horrible, colossal marketing blunder. But the fact that they just kind of went back and then sort of started to sneak it back to us uh, without telling us, um, I think that's kind of devious and insidious, and I appreciate that. So I'll give a vote to New Coke. A vote for New Coke. Paul? Yeah, I, I was sort of hoping for an old new versus new new and a, a New Coke versus Crystal Pepsi battle. Um, but since I can't go with Crystal Pepsi, I, I remember New Coke. I remember drinking New Coke. For the life of me, I couldn't tell you what it tasted like. Um, it, old Coke, why not? Another vote for Old Coke. I like the conspiracies that Old Coke has become New Coke, and we don't know about it, and New Coke is now just Coke Zero. I like both conspiracies. Uh, so I will be voting for New Coke, because without this Coke conspiracy, we wouldn't have it. Uh, but Old Coke takes the win. Old gets another point, and we will be back uh, right after these short messages from Jesus and God and Satan. Maybe. And now, back to Batman. Good grammar is essential. And Batman. My parents are dead. Live. I even looked in the refrigerator, and that's when I realized, after an hour of searching, that my reading glasses were on my head the whole time. (laughs) Why didn't you just locate them using your global positioning monitor? Impossible. I'd have had to implant a bat tracker before I misplaced them. Wouldn't that be a bit frivolous? (sighs) I implant tracking devices into everything. I find that hard to believe, chum. I find you hard to believe! Our next guest is a certified relationship coach. Her latest offering, single people die sooner. Please welcome Dr. Margaret Stewart. Thank you. Thanks for having me. You implanted the doctor? Of course. What? When? Last night, while you were sleeping, I injected a device into your wrist. (laughs) Astonishing. Please take a seat. So, you and I both know that dating in the modern world can be a real pickle. What advice do you have for a couple of bachelors on the prowl? Well, Batman, I'm glad you asked, since Batman here just broke one of the cardinal rules of dating. Don't move too quickly. Avoid any obsessive behavior. Wrist implants, for instance. You're not under surveillance because I want to date you. It's because you dealt cocaine in college. Oh, my God. How did you know that? This is fascinating stuff, Doctor. Please, do continue. I'm all ears. (laughs) Okay. Good hygiene is vital. For example, Batman here smells like a farm animal. He could really use a wash. No time. Crime doesn't sleep, so justice can't shower. Well, why don't we fix that now? Isn't that better? Hmm. Do I detect the subtle scent of frangipani? Taste of your own medicine, doctor. (laughs) 
What was that? Scarecrow's fear gas. I'd wager this is definitely going to be in her next book. That's all the time we have for today. Join us next time when our guest will be a Russian astronaut and a woman who can break a wine glass just by blinking her eyes. Good night. Wow, she's really thrashing about. Yes, her mind is locked in perpetual fear. Did you get the email about the softball game? Well, I'm going to bring orange slices. I hate orange slices. Come on. We're here with Terrace Cassidy of Geek Nation Tours. Uh, Terrace, tell us a little something about Geek Nation Tours. So I, I build tours around geeky destinations and, and things. So, uh, for instance, we're going to Gen Con in August. Uh, we did Las Vegas uh, Star Trek convention. Uh, we've done San Diego Comic-Con before. Uh, we're doing Emerald City Comic-Con this year. And uh, we do miniature wargaming in the, in in the UK. So and Eschenspiel in Germany, we're planning to go to, and even historical stuff like Gettysburg. So we do the, like a whole gambit of of, of geeky stuff. We're even thinking about a, a, a Lego tour, actually. So so all things geeky, we we go to geeky destinations. So you just set up the whole uh, the whole like tour package. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like. Cool. Um, like uh, Emerald City is a good example. So, for for instance, we'll uh, we go to explore the area first. Like we'll go to Golden Age collectibles, and we'll go to the to uh, um, you know Pike Street Market and Boeing and and some uh, Future of Flight uh, uh, um, the History of Flight Museum, and do a whole bunch of stuff around. Of course, the the Experience Music Project and Science Fiction Museum, and then. And then we go to uh, the convention too. So, yeah, we try to explore the area and do some stuff. And yeah, it's a great, awesome time. <laughs> Check out Geek Nation Tours. Let them, send me an email at headgeekgeeknationtours dot com, and we do all things geeky. And and if there's something that we don't do, let us know. But uh, uh, check us out and, and send us uh, just a note. Tell us what if we're if we're doing anything that you love. Thanks a lot, Terrace. Uh, don't forget, check out Geek Nation Tours at geeknationtours.com. Uh, they've got lots of cool tours going on. Uh, if, you, if you're planning on going to Seattle and other places, they've got cool things to do. The, the Vegas Con, and I think he's trying to work things out with uh, New York Comic Con and C2E2. So uh, if you're planning on doing stuff there, that's what you do. Bitches. This is Josh of the Soulless Minions of Orthodoxy and the Delta Quadrants, and you're listening to Geek Fights. And we're back doing what we do every single week, coming at you with some Jared Formby trademark geek cred. Uh, let's see, who shall we start with? We'll start with you there, Paul. Oh, the geek cred yeah. uh, portion. Excellent. Um, geek cred, uh, horror movie junkie, uh, 25 years of comic books sitting in my basement and uh, a, a few cons under my belt, not as many as most, um, but uh, good enough to weigh in on most topics. Rock and roll. And he's got a big ass poodle. Um. <laughs> I do have a big ass poodle. Is that a euphemism? Oh, no, 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 it is actually a big ass black poodle. Like it, it's weird. Uh, I thought you just meant he had a poodle with a huge ass. No. 
<laughs> Let's see. Um, I've been collecting comic books since I was like six or seven. Um, watched every sci-fi, anything that was after set 1974. Um, I take, I go to Comic-Con like, I've been like six times, I think. And so basically I love anything like genre oriented and, um, yeah, that's about me. Espresso Dom on Twitter too, right? Oh, I was supposed to say that. I'm Espresso Dom on Twitter. Yeah. Your shit. If you want to see like pictures and stuff. And you, Expresso Dom on, on Tumblr as well, right? Tumblr, Flickr, pretty much everywhere. Thank you. And Mr. John, world champion. <laughs> hey. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm a sci-fi fan and collector from way, way, way back. And I uh, created the DVD Geeks uh, TV show and podcast. And you can find that at dvdgeeks.tv. And Damon... I'm going to use your show here as a platform to pimp my new shit because uh, when this show airs, we will have uh, just announced not that long before uh, the release of a new podcast. And I'm proud to say that I'm going to be co-hosting the new uh, Mission Log podcast, which is from Roddenberry Entertainment. And uh, we're going through every single episode of Star Trek ever in order, and we're kind of sort of reviewing it, but more importantly, we're analyzing. We're trying to figure out what's the story about, what are they trying to say, is there a message here or not? And um, that will be available in iTunes and on the Roddenberry.com website. Rock and roll! (laughs) Uh, Yeah, let's jump back into fighting. John, this one is yours. It is Total Recall, get your ass to Mars, versus <laughs> Total Recall, there is no Mars. I'm just going to be right up front with my bias. I've been watching every single frame of the Blu-ray release, first time on Blu-ray of the original Total Recall, and uh, it just reminded me of how cool that movie is, and that was mind-blowing when it came out. And I'm sorry, even though I'm... You know, have no problem with the idea of doing remakes, even if you change it, tweak it a bit, do whatever you want to with it. Um, there's no way that this remake reimagining, if you will, can have that same mind-blowing impact of the original. So, old Total Recall, for sure. Uh, vote for old Total Recall. Mike? Uh, what what John considers mind-blowing, I considered mind-numbing. Uh, I, I hated Total Recall. Um, I'm not a big Schwarzenegger fan to begin with, and and I really didn't like that movie very much at all. Uh, and you know what? The new one's probably not that good either. I haven't seen it. Um, and I'm not a big Colin Farrell fan, but uh, since the current Total Recall hasn't kind of frustrated me, irritated me, or made me waste my time yet, uh, it's got one up on the original. So I'll vote for new and vote for the new Total Recall. Uh, vote for new Total Recall. Paul? Well, I, too, have not seen the Total Recall remake. However, I, I'm, I'm stuck with the one point of what would you do if you took the original Total Recall and made it a PG-13 movie? Um, n- n- no three-titted hookers, no eyeballs shooting out of the sockets on the surface of Mars. And then you subtract Mars. Um, you know... <laughs> 
on the basis of consider it the divorce itself, I'll go with Arnold and the original Total Recall. Uh, vote for the original Total Recall. I saw a new Total Recall yesterday with Michael. As a matter of fact, there's probably a review in our feed about it. Um, new Total Recall, I liked it. Uh, it's fun. Uh, there is still the three-titted hooker. They did get rid of Mars, but you you almost don't need Mars in the story because it's still the same story. Uh, one of Michael's big criticisms about the movie is it's the exact same movie, which it is. Only way more badass. The action is 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 really fun. Um, what's her name? God damn it, the the wife. I'm trying to remember her name right now. Beckinsale. Uh, what? Kate Beckinsale. Kate Beckinsale. Yes. Uh, they merged the role of the wife with the role of uh, what's his name, Michael Ironside, and turned her into a super badass. And she is great in the movie. That's. The whole reason you should go and see it. And uh, ju- just so uh, old Total Recall doesn't win right here and now, I will be voting for new Total Recall, even though I did want to hear Get Your Ass to Mars and other classic lines. Uh, it is all tied up. It comes down to you, Dominic. Which one takes the win? Uh, my conspiracy is deep, and I-, I will just put it out there. There are no good. Kate Beckinsale movies, like like maybe one. I think there's one good Kate Beckinsale movie. And so when I saw that she was in Total Recall, they hid that from me for a while. Then they showed it in the commercial, and I was like, oh, not going to see that movie. Um, so and then it had Jessica Biel, and I was like, oh, neither one of those chicks are in good movies usually. So I know this movie is crap. So I can't watch this movie. So I didn't go see it. And I did not really like the Arnold Schwarzenegger version either. I liked about the first half of the movie. Um, so when they had the little child in the dude's stomach, that was killing me. I, you lost me. But I'm going to vote for the old one because uh, uh, classic material gets a little more leeway than new material. So old. Uh, another vote for old. Old takes the win. Old gets a point. We are on to our next fight. Mike, this one is yours. It is the classic Trek, the Star Trek, the original series versus JJ Trek, JJ Abrams, Star Trek. This, uh, this is painful and I feel blasphemous, but I'm voting for JJ Trek. Uh, have you heard my, my rant at the end of, uh, best star trek movie uh you kind of understand the you know for me uh those characters became iconic yeah i used iconic on, on the episode actually you made it a whole half an episode without uh without using that um and and that's one of the things that i just find really interesting is these characters now are no longer tied to specific actors specific portrayals they they are now free to become like uh the great classic characters like superman and batman and Sherlock Holmes and Dracula um, that are, are now just kind of open to a, a wider range of interpretation. I mean, even though I love the original Star Trek, the original series is not what made me a Star Trek fan. I didn't become a Star Trek fan until uh, the movies, really. Um, the, the TV show, it was well-written, and I enjoyed uh, you know watching it a lot, but I don't think I ever had as much fun watching the TV show as I did watching the uh, the new Star Trek movie. So as, as blasphemous as it may sound, uh, I'm going for new. 
uh, vote for JJ Trek. Paul. Mike, I think that's a really great point about the new, uh, the Abrams version sort of freeing up the characters uh, so they exist on their own as opposed to just, you know, Shatner, Nimoy, DeForest Kelly, whoever else. Um, I like it. Be- I-, I think I'm also going to have to go with the new track because as good as the old series was, I I think it was hampered in a way. Like it wasn't getting new people into the the Star Trek mythology, I guess. And I think the new Trek. I mean, I've seen it happen with people who who weren't Star Trek fans and they saw this movie and were just as into not not the special effects or but but the story and the characters more so than they ever would have been by simply watching, you know, reruns of the original. So, yeah, I think I, I'm going to go with J.J. Trek just because I think that's what's going to take everything forward. Another vote for J.J. Trek. Um, yeah. Original series Star Trek was amazing when they remastered it. Uh, it was really good because I have said it before and I'll say it again. I'm a sci-fi snob and moving sets and, and wonky special effects will always take me out of science fiction without a doubt, without fail. And, uh, that's what the original series has. It's part of its charm. Um, JJ Trek does not have that. And, and like Mike said, now in another five to 10 years, there will be new star Trek because of JJ Trek. And I'm not talking about, you know, new next generation or anything like that. They're going to reboot this again and there will be new actors playing Kirk, Spock, and McCoy with new interpretations and doing it in a different way. And, and that's what I like about J.J. Trek. It, it, it expands Star Trek into something much bigger than it was, even though people don't give it credit for that. Uh, Dominic? I don't care about the future. The past is the past, and the past gave us all those awesome actors that, that wouldn't have been awesome actors if it hadn't been for that show, I guess. I don't know. I like watching the old episodes, and I remember what they're all about. And all the new Trek is is copies of the old Trek. And as much as the old Trek is old and has a little dust on it, it is classic for that reason. Um, you know, people were talking about in that Star Trek episode a lot of stuff about triples and how they, you know, move forward and all that stuff. But the original triples, oh, why they're even talking about it. So I, I have to give, these are one of those places where old has to win because, um, because of the classic, classic nature of it and nothing moves forward without it. Uh, I understand that the new stuff is going to move forward and people will only new know the new stuff, but I'm pretty sure they'll always know the old stuff. And I think that makes it, beyond classic. So I'm going to go old. Uh, vote for old Trek. Uh, John Champion. So I agree with all the good reasons of why J.J. Trek is awesome. And I'm not one of those Star Trek fans who has hatred for J.J. Trek. So I agree with everything that has been said. I, I'm totally behind you 100%. But, but I'm putting my vote to the original series simply because there's a track record there. You know, we've had one really good J.J. Abrams Star Trek movie, and I have very high hopes for the next one. But 
I have to go back to the original for setting the groundwork for giving us a lot of stories to go back to the good and the bad. And, um, I, I still believe that that is what paved the way. I think you're all right that there is a future for Star Trek because of the J.J. Abrams movie, but that is there because of Star Trek, the original series. So I give a vote to TOS. A vote to TOS, the Jarrett Formby corollary, makes its appearance in the episode, but New Trek is taking the win, and we are on to our next fight. Pete, the, Pete, Paul, this one is yours. It is the Raimi Spider-Man versus the Web Spider-Man. Admittedly, this is a tough one for me because I honestly have not had the chance to see the newest Spider, uh, Amazing Spider-Man as of yet. Um, however, I, as excited as I was by the first Spider-Man film, uh, the first Raimi Spider-Man it sort of went downhill for me after the, after they got Willem Dafoe out of there and they started, you know, throwing in uh, you know, the young Osborne and then a, a really poorly developed. That I, I think Venom is one of the greatest parts of the the newer era of Spider-Man book, cart- uh, comics, uh, and I really think they sort of missed the mark with it. So I think anything is going to be an improvement over that. Uh, so I'm going to have to go with the new Spider-Man. Um, yeah. A vote for Web Spider-Man. Um, yeah, I, I, I would love to hold um, what Raimi did wrong against him, but that's three movies. Uh, and one one is okay. Two is a really, really good Spider-Man movie. Um, but Amazing Spider-Man, you've heard the fucking review. Uh, they got the thing that I didn't know was missing from those first Spider-Man movies, which was his heart. The heart is there, and I love the heart in the new Spider-Man stuff, and I hope they continue with heart, because that character has got a huge fucking heart. So I'm going to go with uh, Amazing Spider-Man, Web Spider-Man. Uh, Dominic. Did you die, Dominic? At least once in every episode, I... That's exactly what the hell what the hell we're talking about. Or I pause, put my phone on pause. This time I did both. Okay. I my phone, so I muted my phone and I have no idea what we're talking about. It is uh, uh, Raimi Spider Man versus Web Spider Man. Web Spider Man? That is the new director, Amazing Spider Man. Oh well <laughs> I was like Web of Spider Man? No. Okay, okay. Um I would say Ultimate Spider Man. I don't know. Uh, I didn't see the movie yet because there was so much hustle, fuffle about whether it was good or not, and I didn't have time, so I didn't go see it. Um, it looks good. It looks like something I will enjoy. Uh, I was not a, favorite, a fan of movie two and movie three, so I will... I'm going to give Sam Raimi some love because he's getting beat up. I'm going to give Sam Raimi some love. I did not enjoy much more than about half of Spider-Man 2 and Spider-Man 1, but that's enough to be more movie than the one Mark Webb Spider-Man. So I'm going to go with Sam Raimi. Uh, vote for Raimi Spider-Man. John Champion. Um, I'm going to put my vote behind uh, Webb Spider-Man. 
because I had just kind of grown weary of the other Spider-Man movies. And even though I haven't seen the new one yet, it's got Emma Stone in it. And uh, I will give my vote to her for just about anything. A vote for Web Spider-Man and Mike. You know, uh, if you just rewind a little bit to everything that Damon said, and then uh, fast forward a little bit to everything that John just said, that's everything that I would say. Web or Web Spider-Man. Mark Web Spider-Man takes the win. New gets another point. We are well, basically fuck you, Dominic. <laughs> <laughs> that is that is right. Uh, we're on to our next fight. It is Batman and Robin by uh, what's his name? Uh, Gil Kane. What's his name? Gil Kane. Right? Bob Kane. Bob, Bob Kane. Thank you. Oh, what the fuck? Uh, versus the goddamn Batman and Robin, the Boy Wonder, which I believe is All Star Batman. It's not the goddamn Batman by Frank Miller. Oh, it's the goddamn Batman. I know, I know, but it's All Star Batman and Robin. For those of you that are trying to find it, like, wait, they made a god the goddamn Batman and Robin? Like, no, they didn't. <laughs> but that's what people refer to it as in the comic book community. Um, Bob Kane's. I, fuck him! I don't really care. I, I really don't care about the the Frank Miller one either. Uh, but the fact that they call it the goddamn Batman and Robin is going to get my vote. Uh, Dominic, I'm not going to bite on this fight. I'm, I'm not. I'm not going to do the child molester or kidnapper story about the all star goddamn Batman. Um, I'm just going to go with the original Batman and Robin because that is awesome. Even though it's a little cheesy, it's still awesome. A vote? No controversy. A vote for the Golden Age Batman and Robin. Um, John? Um, I'm going to go with uh, New Batman. You know, I, I, I had the uh, I had this big book when I was a kid. It was like a compilation of all the original Bob Kane Batman comics, and, uh, and they're really cool. But Batman has just sort of gotten better and better with age, and all the reinterpretations and i'm a fan of frank miller so um we'll go with the goddamn batman but you didn't read this well obviously because he's a fan of frank miller he did not read it knowing that he went into painting frank miller okay i vote for the goddamn batman and robin the boy wonder uh mike i am a huge frank miller fan and i absolutely love the goddamn batman um i've i've never you know, I've I've said before, Batman's not one of my favorite characters. Um, I've read a lot of the the old Batman's. Uh, I don't really care for very many Golden Age uh, characters uh, much. Uh, they're they're very simple, uh, short stories written for children, and uh, especially children uh, of of the forties. And since I was not a child in the forties, uh, I read those stories when I was older. And and even as a child, you could see that those are kind of simplistic stories. Um, I love Frank Miller. I love his take on Batman. As far as I'm concerned, uh, you know, this is the, the character, the goddamn Batman that appears in All-Star Batman and Robin is the same character that appears in The Dark Knight Returns. Uh, the relationship that he has with the world around him, the attitude, it's all there, but it's drawn by Jim Lee, which is even better. And the really, I think the biggest reason why I'm voting for the goddamn Batman is because when that came out and he referred to himself as the goddamn Batman, all the kind of classic old school comic book fans just totally lost their shit. 
and and totally hated it, and yet it still kept selling like over a hundred thousand copies an issue because at the end of the day, people still love that shit. So, goddamn Batman. Uh, vote for the goddamn Batman and Paul. Uh. For many of the above reasons that I already mentioned, uh, I'm going with the goddamn Batman as well. Um, although I will hearken back to what I mentioned about Michael Keaton as like the crazy part of Batman. And for someone who grew up like with the Adam West Batman and everything else, you sort of take Batman and Robin at face value. Of course, there's Batman and there's Robin. Until you think about just how fucked up it would be for that situation to come about. And I think the, the goddamn Batman uh, with Frank Miller is the first time they really ever dug into just how psychologically messed up both parties would be for trying to embark on that sort of partnership. So new Batman it is. The goddamn Batman takes the point and new gets another point. We're on to our next fight. Uh, Dominic, this one is yours. It is Peter Jackson versus George Lucas. Notice it does not say Lord of the Rings versus Star Wars. It says Peter Jackson versus George Lucas, and it should actually be George Lucas versus Peter Jackson. True. I told you I didn't know what I was doing when I made the list. Um, I'm going to go... Well, there are more Peter Jackson movies coming, and I'm assuming they're not going to be new Star Wars. Terrific. Uh, I'm going to go Peter Jackson. As much as everything inside of me says, George Lucas, George Lucas, you love George Lucas. It is your childhood you're fighting against. But I I, I do kind of love the Lord of the Rings. And my kids are starting to get into it because of Lego Lord of the Rings. So um, I'm going to go with Peter Jackson because I think he uh, is making his mark right now. Uh, Vote for Peter Jackson and the new John. You know, I don't care one bit for hobbits. Not at all. I've got to think about hobbits. I just, uh, I don't know. Yeah, their feet are hairy. They just, uh, they irk me. They rub me the wrong way. Um, I'll tell you what I do like about Peter Jackson. I liked uh, Dead Alive. And uh, I liked Meet the Feebles because they were dark. They were dirty. They were weird. I thought those were cool movies. Um, but that's about it for me when it comes to Peter Jackson. Uh, King Kong was kind of cool, but uh, it still didn't wash the stink of hobbits away from me. Um, George Lucas had a much more profound impact on my uh, media absorption and my fandom when I was a kid. So, uh, George Lucas. I'll vote for Lucas. Mike. Yeah, I'm I'm also going to vote for Lucas. Um I I like the Lord of the Rings movies, but uh Lord of the Rings is, you know, not Peter Jackson's, it's Tolkien's. Um and King Kong isn't Jackson's either. Uh he did some some good clever stuff on his own, but uh nothing to the magnitude of of Star Wars. I mean, even even if you held things like Crystal Skull and Howard the Duck against George Lucas, um you know, then you're also going to have to put up things like American Graffiti and and uh, Indiana Jones. And, you know, when you when you get into even just beyond the, the movie making, I mean, George Lucas really invented modern filmmaking in a lot of ways, for better or worse, uh, and certainly special effects. Um, you know, the, the 
in many ways, even though there's been a move against it, you know, in, in the long run, just these large scale digital constructs are, are, are just going to make movie making easier and easier for people. Uh, and, and, uh, as the technology gets better, I think it's, it's going to wind up in the hands of a lot of really talented people. Um, even Pixar was created by George Lucas originally. So just in terms of the contribution, say what you want about the original trilogy and Jar Jar and all those things. Um, you know, George Lucas very much changed the world and I'll, I'll invoke a, a foreign B corollary. If there were no George Lucas, we wouldn't be doing this show right now, but I think we'd still be doing it if there were no Peter Jackson. A vote for George Lucas, Paul. I uh, like, <laughs> We'd still be doing it if there were, were no Peter Jack. That's a big hammer to swing, Mike. I like that. Um, I, I have to go back with what, what brought me more enjoyment through my life. And it, it, hands down, it's, it's George Lucas and all the projects he's been associated with. Um, arguably, you know, it, the stronger, when you look at the amount of direct influence, uh, Jackson had on his projects and keep him going and everything else. I mean, he, he did an amazing thing with these like three hour epics, but it, it just doesn't touch me the same way as everything else uh, that Lucas did when I was a kid. Um, you know, Han Solo got tortured. Uh, Indiana Jones got beat up and Legolas never ran out of arrows, you know? It's the human factor. So, George Lucas. Uh, vote for George Lucas. And, uh, yeah, uh, as as much as we don't want to say it, we're, we're saying it. George Lucas is an original. He's Most of the shit he writes and has done is original. Star Wars is an original thing. Even though he takes pieces and elements from other things, it's still originally his. Just like Indiana Jones is fucking his and, and Spielberg's vision, but it's it's his. Like, this is George fucking Lucas. And no, nothing against the fact that uh, Peter Jackson has made some uh, phenomenal movies with other people's works. He's he's uh, he's a far better director, hands down. He's a much better director, but uh, better creator. It's got to be George Lucas, and uh, I'm I'm gonna go with Lucas here. And Lucas, my most. Uh, Lucas wins in a clean sweep. Yeah, <laughs> fuck you, Peter Jackson. And and what what is it? Chud? Did he write Chud? Which one did he do? People under the stairs? I can't remember. Uh, but old gets a point. We are on to our next fight. There's only 100 more to go. <laughs> uh, John, this one is yeah. yours. It is the G.I. Joe toys from the 1960s versus G.I. Joe's from the 1980s. Um, I had, I still have, a ton of the uh, 1980s G.I. Joe toys. And they're really cool, you know. They breathe new life into that whole franchise and uh, took it in new directions. But, but, um, I was always blown away by the older kids who had the vintage GI Joes. And um, when I was working on a, a web series that I did called Biff Bam Pow, uh, we did a, a segment at somebody's house who just had like hundreds and hundreds of vintage GI Joes, and they had them out like you know, in boats, in their pool, and, you know, these very elaborate uh, dioramas and stuff set up, and uh, all the historical figures that they made, um, because they kind of rebooted the large size figures uh, a few years ago. So um, if I were to start collecting again, 
I would have to go back to the vintage, the original 1960s G.I. Joe. A vote for 60s Joe. Mike. Like I uh, said a little earlier, as I was, I was a little too old for the G.I. Joe cartoon, which was uh, the, the cartoon that was tied into those toys. Um, so that also would mean that I was not too old for the original 12-inch G.I. Joes with the Kung Fu grip. And I love those toys. Um, I never, when, when they came out with the new ones and it was no longer a dude named Joe, uh, and it was a group, and instead of being these big-ass 12-inch figures with real fake hair and, and dog tags, they were the little 4-inch, barely articulate uh, figures. You know, I, I actually just kind of thought that that's kind of emasculating, taking from 12 inches to 4. So uh, I am going to stick with old on this one. Uh, vote for the old Joes. Paul. You know, I I had a uh, an, uh, an argument made up that sort of predicated on G.I. Joe stemmed from the idea of what do we do with all these surplus Ken dolls? But uh, uh, after hearing it's kind of emasculating to go from 12 inches to 4 inches, old G.I. Joe gets my, uh, gets my vote. A vote for old G.I. Joe. There's nothing wrong with four inches, and it's actually three and three quarters inches. And they are super articulate, way more than the, the old Joes. They actually could move in everything except for their wrists and their ankles. They could move at their waist. They could move their head. They could look up. They could look down. They could move the elbow. They could twist all the way around. People made so many stop-motion animation films with those old Joes. It could blow your fucking mind. And they were the best fucking toy I ever had. I only had the bad guys because my parents were lazy and didn't go out to buy them until it was too late. And the only things left were the bad guys, and that's all I had. But I still love the shit out of G.I. Joe toys. Those toys, the original toys for me. Fuck those twelve-inch fucking Ken doll bitch-ass figures. I'm going with the originals, my originals. Yo, Joe, motherfuckers. Dominic, uh, you're, you're, I, sorry, your your excitement for for toys had me taken aback. I'm sorry. I, I needed a break for a second. Um, Eddie Murphy stuck a G.I. Yeah, Joe with his butt in one of his comedy routines. And I'm pretty sure it wasn't the 12-inch size. So I'm going to go ahead and vote for the original. For me, in my day and age, the original G.I. Joe's. I know old people will tell me that the tall ones are the original ones. Those are Ken dolls. Those, those are dolls. Uh, the little toys, those, those, those are toys. You know, remember, uh, what was your favorite G.I. Joe toy? I think my favorite G.I. Joe toy was Wild Bill. And his and his uh, the helicopter, fuck yeah, dragonfly, yeah, yeah, exactly. So and the his tank at Comic Con, fools waited, got up at like five in the morning to get the his tank See? at Comic Con this year. So, <sighs> so yeah, people are in love still with the new GI Joe toys. They make movies about the new GI Joe toys. God damn it. A- Amen. So there you go. New G.I. Joe toys. A vote for new G.I. Joe, but Paul uh, betrayed his childhood. And old G.I. Joes uh, <laughs> take the win. <laughs> Change your vote. Change your vote. Uh, he's not changing his vote. He likes to betray his childhood. He likes to play with Ken dolls, I guess. Whatever. Uh, childhood. <laughs> we're, we're on to our next fight, Mike. This one is yours. Uh, it is Superman Various versus Superman. I have no idea what that means. I'm not really sure either. Um... So I'm guessing Superman Various is old, and Superman is new. I will, uh, 
I will choose to interpret this as Superman. Did the person who put it on here want to uh, throw throw their thinking out there? Yeah, it, you know what? I, I I threw it out there. This is John, by the way. I threw it out there with the uh, mistaken impression that there were probably other Superman submissions for this episode. So I didn't know if that would automatically get narrowed down from, say, like Superman Kirk Allen versus Superman Christopher Reeve versus George Reeves versus Brandon Ralph. It, you know. So you know what? You can interpret old Superman versus new Superman any way you want to. I will not stop you. Uh, I will. I will look at old Superman uh, being the uh, the early movies. And new Superman being the the Donner esque movies, uh, including Superman Returns, and uh, I will vote for New Superman because I love those movies. Uh, vote for New Superman. Uh, let's see, do do do, Paul. Well, going with that, uh, that's sort of how I was figuring as well. Um, I, I, I like the history of the character. I really never totally dug any of the film versions that have have come in recent years going back to the christopher reeve uh ones brandon ralph was definitely you know not the most charismatic of superman um but you know i think the newest ones are are, are moving in a good direction um first two i, I mean the first two gave us general zod i mean that was fantastic so by virtue of his inclusion alone, I'm going to go with New Superman. Uh, vote for New Superman. Um, I'm going to go Christopher Reeves versus Brandon Routh. Uh, Brandon Routh can ride a horse. Um, so I'm going to go with New Superman. Dominic? Did he just die again? How many times are you going to die, Dominic? I think you, you guys voted for the same thing. And, and and one went to old and one went to bigger. That's pretty weird. <laughs> yeah. So, no, uh, everything's gone new so far. Oh, okay. Because he said you said Christopher Reeve as he was old. Yeah, he I said, said it was, he was new. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm gonna say, um, I don't want to interpret anything as new being good with Superman because. We have not gotten the good Superman new yet. So the old Superman, which is the movie with Christopher Reeve, or the black and white cartoons, or the original cartoons, or the animated cartoons, whatever you want to say, that's all old now. So I'm going to go old Superman and wait for the new Superman, which looks kind of awesome. A vote for old. Uh, who am I forgetting? Oh, John. Wait. Hey. Yeah. Yeah. Um... I, you know, I, I'm going to go with the original interpretation of this, and that's that new Superman is pretty much going to be Richard Donner and forward. Um, e even when I was less discerning when I was a kid, and uh, I had seen and I had loved the uh, Christopher Reeve movies, then you kind of go back, and every now and then on TV, you'd catch the uh, the George Reeves series. And, and they're good for a little slice of nostalgia but to me no one no one has owned that role the way that christopher reeve did so i'm gonna say that christopher reeve forward is new and i'll vote for new 
And New takes the win, gets another point, and we are on to our next fight. Paul, this one is yours. It's Star Trek The Original Series versus Star Trek The Next Generation. Well, this is going to be a little weird coming on the heels of going with uh, J.J. Trek over the original. Well, maybe not quite, but uh, I I had a lot of esteem for the original series. Um, you know, I, I like I dug it a lot. Uh, my my dad was a big fan. I watched that with him. Um, but the first sort of appointment television I ever did have with my dad was, uh, Star Trek, the next generation. We watched that every single week it was on. Um, it was a, it was a big part of my childhood. So I'm going to have to go with the next generation. I'll vote for the next generation. Um, there are more episodes of the next generation, which would have the potential to have more bad episodes than the original series. But, uh, the original series, I, I think only has probably 20, maybe 30, like really stellar episodes and everything else is uh, middle of the road or bad. Uh, I think next generation has a few more than that. Plus it, it's bigger. It's larger. It actually expanded star Trek into something much, much bigger than, just the original series in the movies because it was going to die with star Trek six, you know, even though it didn't, but it was going to, it was going to have to end at some point. Uh, next generation took the torch, made it bigger, better, brighter. So I'm going to go, uh, next generation, uh, Dominic. Next generation versus what? The original series. Oh, well, I think next year, I just remember that first season when we were watching like the next generation and going, holy crap, what is, what is, whoa, this is like a completely different direction. And just, it, it all grew from there. Like I know the original is the original, but I think all the people that love Star Trek now kind of grew from that next generation kind of, kind of cloud of, of, whoa, look, look where it can go. And let's see if we can take more there. I kind of, I'm still flabbergasted that the movies never turned into anything, but but uh, the the TV show definitely grew into something great and something to be cherished. And I'm 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 assuming that's why we're talking about the Blu-ray release and all that stuff, like because people really revere that material. So I'm gonna go with Next Generation. Another vote for Next Gen, John. Um, I'm gonna buck the trend here. I'm gonna go to original series again. Um. Next Gen, I feel like uh, we, we got it on Blu-ray, watched it, and, and it definitely improved my uh, my respect for that show. Like I never thought the show was bad, but I thought that it hadn't aged well, and they've done miraculous things with the Blu-ray, so the, that's less of a problem now. It feels fresh again, finally. But I've been watching season one, and man, is it just all over the map in terms of quality. And I know that it's unfair to judge the entire series on season one because they did finally find their way. Um, but I also feel like there's something about the characters in the original series that I really respond to. They're, they're, they're passionate, they're emotional. Even Mr. Spock has his moments. Um, and, and I feel like there's something about Next Gen that is very sterile. Um, so I, I like it a lot. There's a lot of good stuff to be found there. Um, but I'm just enjoying the original series much more right now. A vote for the original series and Mike. 
You know, I'm I'm really glad that this got decided before it got to me, uh, because this is is really tough, and everything everybody has said is is correct. But since uh, next gen and new has uh, is moving on, I will vote for the original series just because uh, uh, you know John is right. The characters in the end were, I think, uh, much much stronger. It was. Three, I mean, I, I think there were more good episodes than, than you give it credit for. Um, overall, it was a better written show. I think the fact that it focuses on three characters instead of the larger ensemble um, really helped it out a lot. Uh, maybe if it had continued, it would have gotten worse. Maybe it would have gotten better. With Next Gen, we know exactly what what we got. And it definitely has an arc that uh, where the quality is, is best in the middle. Um but uh, but yeah, since uh, since my vote doesn't really matter at this point, I will give it to the original series just to uh, make sure it gets a little bit of love, especially since I voted against it the uh, last time it was on this list. All right, a vote for the original series, but next generation gets a point. Uh, let's see, two fights left because we're all tired. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. I'm going to just uh, mash this up and go me, and I'm going to take... It's going to be Sean Connery versus Daniel Craig. So I'm going to go Sean Connery Bond versus Daniel Craig Bond, which I think is what Mike originally intended. Um, Sean Connery is James Bond, but Daniel Craig jumped out of a helicopter with the Queen as James Bond, and that shit was sweet. So uh, I'm going to go uh, Daniel Craig. Uh, let's see. Dominic. Uh, I'm going to also go Daniel Craig because I was not really a Bond fan, and the only reason I really liked Bond in any way was Sean Connery, but it still wasn't enough for me to like, like really like it. I think it's kind of like before my time a little bit. Um, but the Daniel Craig Bond is so, like, I don't know. It's up my alley. I'm going to go Daniel Craig. Uh, vote for the Daniel Craig Bond. John, world champion. Man, um, Daniel Craig owned in Casino Royale. And jumping out of a helicopter with a queen was really cool, too. And um, Quantum of Solace was a movie. And... Um, <laughs> And now I think now I think he's about to own again in Skyfall, but we're still a few months away from Skyfall. So uh, kind of like the future of JJ Trek, I'm just kind of I'm going to play it safe a little here, and I'm going to go with Sean Connery. I'll vote for Sean Connery, Mike. This uh, this is really tough, and I'm kind of going back and forth. Um, Sean Connery is is certainly definitive. Uh, and and I think he was a more charming Bond. I I think I do like Bond as a a cold warrior more so than uh, than than what he does now. And and that Bond was really kind of kind of original and kind of defined the spy movie. Whereas like like you had mentioned when you were talking about Bourne, Daniel Craig is really just kind of you know James Bond with Jason Bourne sort of mashed on top of it. His his gadgets aren't as cool. Um, and then you mentioned that thing with the queen and I was like, oh shit, well, it's gotta be Daniel Craig. But then John reminds us that there really have been only two Daniel Craig movies and one of them was not very good. And Skyfall, you know, 
Yeah, it looks like it could be good, but a lot of movies look like they pretty, could be pretty good from the trailers, and then they wind up sucking. So because we haven't gotten enough Daniel Craig, um, even though the Queen thing was pretty awesome, I can't, I can't see Sean Connery having done that. I just don't think. Yeah, I'm going to go with Connery anyway, although I might be swayed. Uh, but just just because he's as at this point has become a definitive Bond, I don't think Craig is there yet. Maybe in a couple of years, maybe even after Skyfall, this would change. But for right now, yeah, I think I'm going to go with Sean Connery. Uh, vote for Sean Connery. It's all tied up. It comes down to you, Paul. Which one takes the win? Well, again, a very tough battle. Um, I, you would not have had... 20 however many James Bond movies if Connery had not been the first Bond, I don't believe. Um, it, it's a great character. It's a great portrayal. Um, but I, I sort of took it as, as looking at the character as more than the actor. Um, Sean Connery, is a, if, if we were doing a smoothest man competition, Sean Connery is smooth. The Daniel Craig James Bond is scary. He is a bad man. And by virtue of that, I'm going to go with Daniel Craig. A vote for Daniel Craig. And new gets a point. It is all tied up. We're at the last fight. Old versus new. Uh, let's see. I could pick a fight and skew it one way or the other, but I'm going to go with Karen's fight because she's the one to put it out there. So nobody here knows it except for me. It is the fly, the original fly versus the Jeff Goldblum fly. Uh, who the fuck am I going to? Dominic, that one is yours. I'm going to say the Jeff Goldblum fly because I had not seen the original fly at the time, and I know it's a classic, but everything about that freaking Jeff Goldblum fly is amazing. I love that film. So there you go. Uh, vote for Newfly. John? I think he made this one almost too easy. Um, the original Fly is awesome. David Hedison is a cool, cool guy. And you have a little bit of Vincent Price, although it was marketed to make it look like it was all Vincent Price, which it was not. And you have that great, I'm going to say the word, iconic ending with uh, the little fly with the human head going, help me. Awesome, awesome stuff. But the thing that was missing in the original fly was Jeff Goldblum vomiting onto a donut. And David Cronenberg, being the visionary that he is, brought us Jeff Goldberg. Goldberg? Did I just say Goldberg? Jeff Goldblum vomiting on donuts. So thank you, David Cronenberg. And uh, thank you for choosing this as our wrap-up for Old versus New. The new fly. A vote for the new fly, Mike. Um, you know the the vomit on the donut argument's tough to beat. I wish Vincent Price had vomited on a donut, then it would be easy. Mm, um, true. But uh, you know what? I'm just going to assume that at some point in the production of that movie, he did, and uh, I will vote for the original. <laughs> Oh, vote for the original fly, <laughs> Paul. Well, I this is actually one of the ones I was kicking around as a suggestion for for a battle. Um, 
And in doing so, I, I, I've seen the original Fly. I did not see, however, the sequels to the original Fly. And, and I did a bit of research on those disjointed pieces of shit. <laughs> and even when put up against uh, Eric Stoltz turning into, you know, something that looked nothing like a fly and was like the swamp thing crossed with the predator. Um, it still makes a better franchise on the basis of Cronenberg's uh, first chapter. And I really can't think of any criticisms of the Cronenberg version whatsoever. So I'm going to have to go with new fly. A uh, new fly, don't bother me. A uh, vote for the new fly, and um, I will be voting for the old, old fly because why the fuck did she stay with him? I've said it a hundred times on this show, but once that motherfucker starts vomiting on shit in front of you and pulling off his ear, why aren't you out the door? No, I love him. That's crazy, love. That bitch is crazy. I'm voting for old fly, but new fly is the one that takes the win, and new wins because we are biased and evil. And new is better than old. Always has been. Always will be. Look at it. Look it up. We're American. Hey, if old was so good, there wouldn't be need for new. Exactly, America. <laughs> I just, I just want to point out one thing. Yeah. Uh, one of the uh, the fights that we had on here. We're not going through the whole list we made because we made a we made a lot. Um, that that we aren't doing uh, is old world Europe versus new world America. I put that on here. I put that on for one reason. I was going to vote against America and vote Europe because Europe gave us the Chris Mitchell. Oh, you oh you wanted to vote against Chris Mitchell? No, I was voting for Chris Mitchell. I actually put that on the list so I could vote for the Chris Mitchell because I vote against him so many other times. So it's not slavery? No. Question mark? Okay. <laughs> at, least that, at least we got that out of the way. Anyway, uh, thanks for listening. Uh, let's see. People have things to plug. Uh, Paul, anything from you? Uh, regretfully, I have nothing to plug at the present time. However, I will keep everyone posted. Fucking loser. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> that was horrible of me. Uh, Dominic. Um, let's see. On Tumblr or Twitter or Flickr, if you want to see the, if you want to experience Comic-Con, uh, from a guy who walked around the whole floor and took pictures of damn near everything, I'm slowly pushing those pictures out. So, uh, Spresso Dom, E-S-P-R-E-S-S-O Dom, D-O-M. That's me. He takes a lot of sweet photos. You should look at them. And and and, and, and Rub, never mind, I'm not going to say that, because you did take some awesome pictures of some really pretty girls. And John, I haven't got to those yet. Oh, that's even better. John, world <laughs> champion. I wonder if you got my co-host in there, Mary the Televixen. She was in costume at Comic-Con. Hmm. Wait. I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah, check us out at uh, dvdgeeks.tv for uh, weekly new and interesting DVD and Blu-ray wrap-ups. And then check out my new show, Mission Log, which will be available on roddenberry.com. Rock and roll. You stole my first line. Uh, check out our friends, dvdgeeks.tv. Don't say communicate in their awesome podcast, Life After Trek. Uh, also check out the Soulless Minions of Orthodoxy and the comedy uh, commentary track stars. They both do commentaries on all kinds of stuff. Uh, 
Special thanks goes to Karen for being our web presence. Check out what she's doing with Chris Mitchell on the Geek Fights Tumblr. Uh, Chris Mitchell also made a Wikia. Um, Christy helped flesh it out a bit. If you want to, you can go onto Wikia and mess with it. It's fun. And of course, Mr. Jared Formby for the primped out intros he creates. You can read his blog, Hey Star Trek, at www.heystartrek.net. Mike? Uh, you can find me on the Week and Geek video show uh, every week on YouTube where we preview new comics every week. You can check us out at geekfights.net, where we have lists of show ideas, the brackets we mentioned earlier, our past episodes, and links to the wiki, our Facebook page, and to our Tumblr. Uh, don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes and the Zoom Network, or like us on Facebook. If you'd like to be on the panel, just contact us at geekfights at gmail.com, or on Facebook or Twitter, where we are also geekfights. That's all it takes to join the Legion of Geeks. That was fun to say it that way. Um, <laughs> our upcoming fights, let's see. Next week is best Star Trek character with 10 appearances or less. I don't know how to cut down that title. And then after that is, I don't remember. I can look real quick, but uh, it'll probably change anyway because we fuck shit up all the time. Uh, any and all ideas are welcome. Seriously, we're whores. We'll take anything. Thanks again for listening. Until next time. Keep fighting the geek fight. Good night. I'm super tired because I stayed up all night. Well, not all night, but most of the night watching uh, Curiosity Land on Mars. That shit was fucking awesome. Curiosity Land? What? Oh, the, the thing that landed on Mars? Yeah, the rover. You, oh, no. Oh, God. Am I the only person that watched that? On the replay. I read great. your tweets. <laughs> yeah, it, it, there were 11 million people watching online with me which was kind of amazing. Like there's 11 million people watching this because it had a little counter of how many people were watching it. And it it, it was epic because of how many stages it had to go through to get to, to actual Martian surface. So every time every, they're like, okay, this thing went right. And then the room would get, <gasps> go really excited, but they would get somber again because there was something else that had to go right. And then it would go right. And they go, <gasps> and, and it kept building and it kept getting bigger and bigger. And then, it touched down! It touched down! The whole room erupts. It was like, oh, it was it was amazing. And then I realized, as, as I was talking to my father, he was like, yeah, you know, if they had failed, that was it. He was like, what do you, what do you mean? Uh, that was it. There would be no more stuff. <laughs>
like there's they, no more projects. Like, they, no, it's two two and a half billion dollars. Do you think the Amer- American taxpayer will pay for failure? Because we're we're fucking stuck up like that. We won't. Like they fucking failed, even though they didn't. It, it, just by getting it to Mars and having it crash on Mars is a success. But you know, people don't see it that way. But they they succeeded, and NASA survives yet again to maybe fuck shit up. Maybe. Interestingly, I saw today that Americans spend $7 billion per year on potato chips. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> and it's, this was just 2.5 over eight years. So, hey, that's a fucking bargain anyway you look at it. Do you have a question mark?